So if you look at you know bio twin of a living heart, what I am talking about in terms of studying the simulation and seeing if we can get into the advanced diagnostics and health surgical procedure, I feel it is still horizon. Horizon two would be can it help us to have better target drug delivery systems, and then horizon three would be uh, can it further help us to simulate the absorption and bioavailability of. So what we see today as as a program which we have started in this consortium is still phase one, where we will study the simulation and see how we can design better surgical procedures and the instruments which are used in that surgery, and of course you know it will help us you know do the diagnosis in a much more advanced manner. Hi, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're doing well. Welcome to Forbes India's Tech Conversations. where we bring you insights from tech entrepreneurs cxos and investors i'm hari arakli and in this episode vikram karakoti global head of the life sciences business unit at tcs india's biggest it services company talks about how this sector is faring amid the current global economic slowdown critical transformational projects have not seen any pullbacks by customers in this sector vikram says in the us the it services industry's biggest market where high interest rates and fears of a recession have prompted companies to cut back on tech spending vikram also talks about tcs recently joining the living heart project led by dassault systems to work on software simulations of the heart to advance medical care of cardiac diseases Vikram good morning thank you for making time for this podcast really looking forward to this uh, conversation i think for folks beyond the it industry for a more general audience if i can invite you to give us a brief overview of uh, your work supervising the life sciences business at tcs maybe a little bit about yourself as well and then we'll go from there absolutely hari and uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak on this topic uh, uh you know i have been associated with life sciences for more than i would say 3 decades now uh, starting with uh, in fact uh, unlike you know a typical tcsu as an engineer you would find on the technology i am not an engineer to start with i i studied science and i uh, started my career in pharma industry uh, in the in the formulation development i worked in leading pharma companies in manufacturing supply chain uh, you know as a business function and i joined tcs in 2004 because we were starting to at that time tcs was starting to really focus on uh, you know bringing people from the industry and and see how tech what technology can do so that was that is how i landed up joining tcs it has been a fantastic journey in tcs uh, you know leading enterprise uh, you know sap uh, tcs and then uh when the business units were formed in 2009 i obviously became a part of you know, as a first choice became a part of life sciences uh, uh you know uh, business unit and since then it has been a really really a fantastic journey i along with my colleagues have seen life sciences business unit grow multifold in last three decades when you all started the life sciences uh, unit mm-hmm. what were some of the opportunities at that time i would imagine those were still the days of uh, building software applications and maintaining them and so on 
right and today with ai changing literally every single day something new is coming up so the i think the uh, landscape of the opportunity is evolving very very rapidly so i think you can give us a bit of a contrast and then also and then we can get into how and what all that means for tcs no absolutely hari and you know maybe i'll take a step forward back you know i mean i'll take a step back towards when i when i started my career i mean as yeah. early you know in early 90s uh when when i started you know in, in formulation development that was the time when pharma industry was really had put india on the on the world map during that time right in early 90s lot of usfd approved uh, you know plants whether it is leading up to like not you know ranbaxy or cipla and and uh, you know uh, dr reddies they were leading the formulation development that time launching new molecules and as a young scientist i always thought you know what if even during that time there was you know for for just for a reference purpose uh, we used to have some you know very uh, low processing machines in our in our labs and and the purpose of that was just to really help us in our work even that time we used to think what technology can do and then you know in in the manufacturing it, it's not that automation was not there it was more of a analog based automations which we were doing connecting multiple instruments whether it is the a metallurg balance you know in, in formulation department you know of course wired connections no wifi during that time so those were analog automations which were doing and tech, i i always had in mind what technology can do uh, in the industry uh, you know fast forward 30 years i think there is no better time to fast track what all technology including uh, you know ai and now gen ai can really do in this industry so i've seen it very closely myself and in fact that was one of the reason i joined tcs because even in 2004 when i joined i always thought that you know bringing the domain part which i had and bringing the technology joining one of the best leading companies in the world uh, probably will be the right thing not only for me but also the the customers we serve and more importantly for tcs so that was playing in my mind and i don't regret any 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 moment of taking that decision because uh, you know it has has been a wonderful journey last 19 years so if if we really look at the solutions when we in fact when we we had when we had formed our business unit or tcs formed business units life sciences was and healthcare was one of the business units so that was in way back in 2008 that time we were small as a business unit tcs was small we were small and i would say in last uh, 14 years or so uh we focused on multi all multiple aspects i mean technology we were we used to do some application development maintenance for our customers we focused on building our capabilities in the domain side so on pharma side we we developed offerings and we started working with customers in the clinical development space of the clinical domain uh, then we also you know started helping them on the on the quantitative sciences on the discovery side but predominantly uh you know was on the clinical domain side and today as we stand we have about 8000 domain consultants in our business unit who work with customers predominantly in the clinical domain uh, but also in the in helping customers on the discovery side mainly on the quantitative sides you know in the bioinformatics area multi omics area so and so forth uh, 
uh, on the on the medical devices side we have about 4000 engineers sorry who work right from the new product design to manufacturing engineering to value engineering sustenance engineering even obsolescence management and i think starting with developing very you know precision knee implants or hip implants to where we stand today is all about robotic surgery so we have seen this journey and and you know so about 4000 uh, engineers who work in this area so that combined with the technology progress we already you know have and bringing now ai part and even the gen ai where we are experimenting with few things i think we are ex- very very uniquely positioned to to stay not only stay relevant to customers but help them accelerate the journey towards the innovation which they they are wanting and you know and, and all these capabilities being uniquely positioned staying relevant to the customers obviously translated us to grow uh, at an exponential pace and in last i would say last decade as a business unit we have grown 10x and you know we we always say we want to grow at at least twice the pace of what tcs is going and so far we have been uh, able to do that and it's all because of bringing all these aspects together and again from a more general audience's perspective the life sciences business is now top 3 amongst tcs's practice and i think uh, from q1 if i recall right you were probably the fastest growing business within absolutely. tcs hmm. absolutely and and all there's a lot of history to how we are position ourselves and you are absolutely right we are little over 10% of tcs business now and uh, probably what the top 3 business units in tcs can you uh, talk a little bit about um, you know the customers in the us in the sense that uh, compared with india they are very highly sort of organized and if i may put it this way corporatized i mean very large hundreds of hospitals in you know in the top chains uh, maybe thousands of uh, uh, pharmacies and so on um, and and uh, you know everything is driven by various insurance systems and things like that um, can you give us a sense of what are some of the biggest challenges that they are grappling with today both in terms of technology and their business operations and uh, and i ask that because then we can talk about which are the areas where you feel tcs can make the biggest impact i think it's a great question or before i you know answer that maybe hari will be good if i can give you the universe of customers we deal with yeah, yeah, yeah. when we say life sciences and healthcare we are talking about the the biopharmas of the world we are talking about the top medical devices uh we are talking about the cros we are talking about the the diagnostic labs then on the healthcare side we are talking about the payers we are talking about providers we are talking about the distributors and then we are talking about pharmacies right so if you look at this whole you know the whole ecosystem or the whole universe of what we call as life sciences in healthcare we are very very fortunate to be working with all the leading uh, companies in this sector so you know i i spoke about i think why i say we are very uh, privileged to be working on one side we are working with top you know 20 of the 20 innovation driven pharma companies we have uh, 10 of the top 10 medical devices as customers we have you know the top uh, two diagnostic labs as our customers we have the top cros as our customers and then you know four out of five payers are our customers and so on right the top three pharmacies are our customers the top three distributors are our customers so our ability to bring domain 
technology and working in the environment which is best in the industry is very unique and, and that's what actually differentiates us now coming to biggest challenges i think if i give a bird's eye view challenges are common right now if you talk about uh, pharma industry how do they really because these are innovation driven pharma companies right one of the business metric they have is how much revenue they are getting out of new product launches in last 5 years i mean and some of the companies measure it as at least 25% revenue should come from the new product launches in last 5 years that's how they set their benchmark for them the the challenge today is how do they accelerate the pipeline uh, you know the patent cliff is there and how accelerating pipeline is one big thing for them i think the supply chain dynamics uh, is changing and will continue to change i mean nobody thought what supply chain Uh, disruption will do during pandemic time so you know shifting from a uh, from a normal supply chain planning to a scenario based planning is is something which will be needed nobody thought the scenario what pandemic brought so the 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 challenge of moving to a scenario based planning and and making investments based on those scenarios is something which companies are grappling with right there are companies again on the pharma side which are which are really looking at how do they Uh, optimize their assets in the manufacturing and the logistics area which they have invested if they are going for acquisition or they are going for the investor so optimizing the you know the manufacturing plants or the investments they have done in that even the warehouses based on the newly designed supply chain this is a is a challenge for them or or an opportunity i would say right uh, when you talk about uh, uh, payers payers the real challenge is how do they bring the experience or the customer centricity you know in the play providers how do they bring combine the whole ecosystem together to you know to basically give the best of healthcare to them right i mean and then same thing on the distribution side which is related to the manufacturing as well as suppliers so i think from bird side view those challenges are there across but i think the real aspect is you have to drill down and every customer will look different in terms of opportunities they have or the or the challenges they have because their you know the 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 details when you drill down will be different uh, as an example i mean i will say that uh, if you look at a very large midwest based pharma company they are really sitting on a very very solid pipeline i mean Uh, the, their problem is not about the pipeline today their problem is can they manufacture and deliver to the customers on time right there is a uk headquartered pharma very large pharma company uh, their pipeline is decent but not as good as what i spoke about earlier so but they have invested heavily on the manufacturing side so how do they really uh, optimize the manufacturing and optimize the supply chain is the immediate challenge for right and then there are some diverse companies if you look at the top medical devices companies companies which are let's say in orthopedics uh, how fast are they accelerating towards uh, you know robot assisted surgery uh, is is the is the big next big opportunity or the challenge i would say for them right i mean how do they move from a in uh, you know to, to a to a ambulatory service based things whether it is top companies like striker or even jnj Uh, which is like an outpatient surgery to to do a, you know to a, a to a, any orthopedic uh, procedure how are they bringing the whole ecosystem together to give ambulatory you know exp- ambulatory surgery experience to the patient is the new opportunity for them so i think 
for them i would say rather than challenges there are opportunities for them to take a further leap frog they are already leaders leap leap frog and it all depends on how quickly uh, they are bringing the ecosystem into play and ecosystem is partners from a technology side you know and the other players in the industry and making sure that they move uh, very quickly in that direction i think that is that is something which is continuously uh, evolving i want to ask you more about uh, you know the tech that uh, you all have been developing in more recent times and of course tcs as a whole is well known for its uh, you know ip uh, prowess but before i get to that briefly in the current economic uh, scenario specific to the healthcare industry what's happening just uh, everyone's talking about uh, you know a slowdown especially in the us and you know, biggest market for the indian it industry and so on but healthcare is one area where people don't have any option you know you have to buy your medicines you have to go to a doctor if you're not well so i'm kind of just extrapolating that maybe for a couple of minutes if you can walk us through that sure so i think so by and large we are not seeing a slowdown okay i mean let me put it this way however customers are cautious in the way they are spending they i i we don't see any slowdown in the either stopping or slowing down on the investments where which are really transformational in nature be it on the r&d side be it on the manufacturing side supply across the value chain we we don't see a slowdown in any large transformation which they have to do absolutely no but they are at the same time so that they are continuing to fund those investments they are basically making sure that unnecessary spend is not being done okay so by and large we are not seeing any any stoppage or slowing down of any large transformational program which are absolutely necessary for these companies because as you rightly said i mean even during pandemic manufacture insulin had to be supplied to the world right the life saving drugs had to be supplied to so we worked very closely even during during that time with our customers to make sure their uh, you know uh, their manufacturing plants don't stop their supply we, in fact we had we continuously worked them even when supply chain disruption was there we worked with them to find alternate routes you know in a very short span of time like in one or two because your systems are configured the more automation you do more problem is to find alternate routes so we worked with them very closely we worked with the leading vaccine manufacturers you know uh, when, uh, all the leading manufacturers to help them bring the drug or the vaccine faster in the market whether it is on the clinical development side and even creating the uh, you know there was a need in us to really make sure that the the traceability of a vaccine right from the manufacturing plant to the cdc warehouse is maintained so we very quickly worked with them to design the traceability and the dashboards which were on a click of a button to track this right because it was expected that some disruption may happen during that time right so worked with them very closely in that area so if you look at these kind of initiatives are absolutely no slowdown no stoppage of these transformation program because they are very very important for them i mean uh, if they do if they stop investing in these areas i mean the business will suffer and of course you know the patients will suffer right okay fair enough um, so so let me uh, get to one of the reasons i was uh, really looking forward to talking to you i mean uh, one you know sort of newsy thing if i can say is you all have talked about uh, joining uh, the living heart project from dasol systems i mean i know it's 
a kind of a loose consortium of many many companies from very different areas of expertise can you talk about this a little bit why did you all want to join this what will tcs bring to the table and what is kind of the aspiration here absolutely uh, see uh, biotin is not new to us yeah. let me start by saying that i mean we we did you know the, the application of biotins prints uh, i mean in other industries as well as pharma has been in play for a while we use the biotins uh, in manufacturing for example you know the bioreactors and smart manufacturing and uh, even in the supply chain area and we had been experimenting with biotins in the in the you know in the clinical area as well as in the discovery area uh, and biotins of the organs so i'll first talk about the bio, you know the biotwin of uh, the living heart what you know the partnership with this all which we recently got it and then basically some of the similar examples we are working on some other organs so this see the living heart project which we have got into with a consortium of uh, you know uh, players in the thing right from educators to researchers to academia to desoc as a as a partner and tcs and even some of the cardiologist the whole idea is how can a biotwin of a of a heart help us to know more about the simulations which can be done you know for a heart and and basically really help us to improve uh, any diagnostics early diagnostics which is on the advanced diagnostic side or even the surgical procedures but you know hari the, the 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 good the, the good thing about this initiative is we see this still as horizon one mm. so if you look at you know biotwin of a living heart what i am talking about in terms of studying the simulation and seeing if we can get into the advanced diagnostics and help surgical procedure i feel it is still horizon one horizon two would be uh, can it help us to have better target drug delivery systems right i mean which are better. and then horizon 3 would be uh, can it further help us to simulate the absorption and bioavailability of the drug so what we see today as as a program which we have started in this consortium is still phase 1 where we will study the simulation and see how we can design better surgical procedures and the instruments which are used in that surgery and of course you know it will help us you know do the diagnosis in a much more advanced manner but that is still horizon one to us now similar to this uh, we have you know in fact with with a leading uh, uh, pharma company in the midwest we did you know horizon one for you know uh, digital skin uh, we, we actually simulated a digital skin and if you look at the concept it is similar so they, we created a biotwin of a skin the first horizon is to really see how we can improve the quality of a needle uh, you know which which is used in any any injectable right i mean whether it is subcutaneous or any other how can you use a biotwin of a uh, you know of a of a skin to basically improve that quality and when you really look at it it also helps reduces the animal testing and many other testing horizon 2 for the digital skin which we are currently you know uh, conceptualizing is to really see how the topical applications will work and that will not just for the the pharma part but even in the cosmetic side and again the horizon 3 would be really to see how the absorption and bioavailability of the drug you know is done we are actually doing the similar thing in colon creating a bio twin of a colon again 
the first phase will be can we how do we improve the experience of a colonoscopy by designing you know better instruments and better catheters there and then same thing on the you know we will experiment further to see how we have some target drug delivery in the colon because that is that will help the formulation designers in that space and then later on about the availability and biopsy option so we are at least these are the three clear examples where we are doing lot of work and obviously this work can't be done alone we bring in the domain part we bring in the technology part we bring in the actual surgeons or the cardiologists in the living heart program and we bring in the researchers we bring startups all all the partners together can you expand on this a little bit and talk about uh, tcs's experience in pulling together uh, you know your multidisciplinary uh, teams i mean you all are very well known for developing very deep uh, ip in many different areas uh, and and you productized uh, many of these solutions uh, so commercially being used uh, you know whether it's retail or healthcare um, so give us a sense of uh, how this is changing now in the context of some of the points that you're making you know what your customers are asking because i mean your your breadth sort of reaches from supercomputers uh, yeah. to you know so let me uh, so let me give one example uh, from a recent past okay i mean it is not related to the biotwin it is in a different area but where we brought you know different aspects together right i mean and, and i'll pick up example from digital clinic so we, if you know our you know advanced drug development platform one of the component in that is a connected clinical trial so when we built this connected clinical trial it was you know we brought in some four or five partners together we brought in of course the customer together i mean there was some knowledge which was shared by them we had our own domain knowledge and of course the technology we brought in uh, you know uh, some of the providers together we brought in uh, you know some of, of course patients were also brought in through to the you know the channel which recruits them because we had to really see the adoption is faster and quicker we also brought in a partner which was which was basically in the ecosystem to make sure that the the variables and certain you know instruments which are being used are handled by them and distributed by them and managed by them to the patient so if you really look at it i mean and that's how we developed that actually right from patient interface to a Uh, you know a doctor interface to a customer interface to a partner interface which was bringing in the variables and the device management piece and we of course bring in some of the domain aspects and the technology aspects and everybody had their you know ips in that so we have an ip in uh, uh, you know uh, as far as digital clinical or cct is the you know, we call it connected clinical trial uh, as a part of uh, add so we also have ips in that so i think the the crux is here have Uh, i think you can the how you are basically bringing this partners together and making their individual roles clear and getting into those right agreements so that we we basically finally bring the right product for the benefit of the patient i think that is the key so we do have experience in that yeah and how is all of this uh, you know at the aggregate level changing the uh, it services outsourcing model you know historically Uh, a lot of uh, software services delivered from centers in india and so on whereas what you're describing now uh, is a combination of you know consultants with you know people like you with 30 years experience some guy could be a super specialist in a you know top notch cardiology department or uh, you know another person could be 
a very sort of niche uh, software architect uh, so when, when you pull together these kinds of experience and ex- expertise uh, i'm just trying to get a sense of what kind of commercial models are emerging uh, you know for a company like tcs i mean and at your scale so i maybe i'll answer this in two parts if i have understood it correctly one is how the operating model works and then on the commercial right so basically when we bring this pool of talent together from multi geography area i mean the the key is again how do we bring people together in specific work packages which have to be delivered so there will there is there is and there will be a significant portion which will be done by us from india but there are always packets so i mean i was giving example of let's say cct so developing the customer uh, customer experience or right in this case the patient experience when you are doing a digital clinical trial all those experiments had to be done at the provider's place or in our labs which are really where the patients are so we did that right but the development piece the testing piece of that can be always done a certain chunk of work could be done in india that's how we did that the design part you know what we call as typically the business requirement or the you know business analyst job was done in interface at the at different sites so i think and you know over a period of time so many you know tcs has really matured in designing the right delivery model for the right work packages and that's what we continues to continue to evolve now talking about the commercial model i think what we have really seen here is we have we 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 are bit flexible in terms of designing what customer needs are i mean and those customer needs are from a traditional tmm model to fixed work packages model to an outcome based model and in many cases when ips are involved the right valuation of that yeah. you know those ips so that it's a win win situation for both and a benefit for both uh, i think we have, we have we have done all now from a scale point of view which will go which you know what will go which way i mean that is something probably we'll see in, in the near time because these commercial models are continuing to evolve i mean everybody talks about risk reward model and outcome based model but scalability of these models i think will be based on the need of the customer at the end of the day at least that is the stand we we often take hmm. fair enough i mean i get that uh, these are these are still many of these are nascent and uh, some could even be pilots uh, yeah, and exactly. yeah, yeah and so i just wanted to get a sense of how uh, yeah. some of these uh, uh you know value based compensation for what you do uh, whether that is becoming a little bit more mainstream where your customers recognize you know the value that you are delivering to them through your ip and so on i think answer to that is absolutely yes i mean they recognize the value and they pay for the value which is getting delivered and they are also ready to partner with you in the outcome based model now how it will scale is something which we really don't know yet okay fair enough uh, you've mentioned generative ai a couple of times uh, through the course of this conversation i'm curious about what kinds of applications you all are working on in the life sciences area see we are currently i would say from i mean let me just i mean we we are we are basically looking at creating proof points and pcs at this stage i mean we are not at a by no means we are at enterprise uh, level implementation or scalability at this stage but huge opportunity starting with in the clinical domain itself i mean whether it is you know the narrative writing or whether it is in any uh, 
even in the translational research area, the drug discovery area. I think there are many use cases which we are currently experimenting with. But uh, I would leave it at that. You know, it is still at a POC approved point level. In uh, some of them, we do have lighthouse customers, uh, at least one, if not more than one, uh, because we believe any any POC or any uh, innovation you do in these areas, uh, best is to at least have a customer problem in mind and and maybe if possible have them as one of your lighthouse customers. So, so those are the areas. I mean, and there are other areas, be it in the manufacturing area or in supply chain area. But I think the biggest impact, what I think, you know, will come is actually in the research area. So, uh, whether it is AI or whether it is Gen AI, I mean, uh, the biggest impact in in, in the industry, will, will, uh, our belief is, will come in the research area. And quite often, especially in these kinds of uh, areas, the most uh, uh, sort of spectacular solutions uh, can come from uh, a combination of uh, uh, an obscure startup that nobody has heard of uh, or, or some research lab somewhere. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, uh, trying to better understand how you keep track of some of these developments and what are the ways you've developed to partner some of these startups wherever you find them. Excellent question, Hari, and thanks for bringing that out. See, I think you know about TCS coin, uh, sure. probably, right? So, yeah. I think it is one of its kind. I, we, we, you know, wherever we go and talk about coin to our customers, I think everybody is just awed at, at the whole, you know, the whole uh, framework under which we work. So, within that coin, we we continuously zero down on uh, startups, uh, you know, which are highly focused on areas which can benefit the life sciences customer. So the TCS is more than 2000, uh, you know, coin partners, but uh, when we narrow down, probably less than 200 would be where, which can be leveraged in, let's say, life sciences and healthcare area. So we continuously work on that part of the ecosystem. On top of that, I think you are aware the huge investments we have done in research and innovation lab worldwide, uh, pace course, which we have, Hmm. We in, in many customers we have invested in customer specific labs in our in our centers. So if you look at one side, the coin partners zeroing down on the ones which we believe are relevant uh, to complement our investments in life sciences area. That dimension is there. Our investments in research labs, space ports, and customer specific labs. Uh, these things we bring together and then see how. So whatever solutions I'm talking about. You know, this is the environment under which those solutions are, are built. Of course, the you know uh, the, the human skill is very important, which we do. I mean, uh, if you talk about genomics lab, we actually have a wet lab uh, in India. Probably, we are the only technology player in the market which has invested in a genomics lab. We are mm-hmm. the only technology partner who has probably invested in a at least three. Uh, labs which are specifically focused on medical devices. So these investments are huge for us and very, very important. And they are the ones which are helping us accelerate our journey to stay relevant to these uh, customers. In fact, I'll give one more example. I mean, uh, if we talk about multi-omics or the translational research, the work we are doing, I mean, we have our genomics lab, but the work we are doing in collaboration with uh, Tata Translational uh, Cancer Research Center and, and the TMC, the Tata, Tata Medical Center. Uh, 
we actually worked on a digital biomarker for for you know acute lymphoblastic leukemia which is actually a uh, you know it's a blood cancer which is more prevalent in in, in children and the you know the fatality rate in this uh, in india we found that is about 65% or was 65% so working with tmc working with uh, you know tata translational research our own research uh, we we basically brought together and we really looked at the on one side we looked at the prognosis how it was happening other side we looked at how the treatment protocol can be altered to, for a better outcome and you know uh, and we we are we are very happy that we could increase the outcome from 65% to more than 85% now which is equal to what you see typically in the western world so these are very you know very satisfying i would say initiatives which we are doing uh, you know uh, using our investments and these are these are actually live examples of the outcome if you throw the story forward can you give us a sense of you know some of the innovations that today might look like science fiction connecting it back to your living heart project can 20 years from now can we pull together material sciences and everything else and have a, an artificial heart uh, or I, i don't know and and in a more sort of broader sense can you talk about what you're seeing today already uh, in terms of the impact of ai in healthcare so i think definitely i do, i'm not a, you know i don't want to predict uh, in terms of exact years sure. but definitely in near future we will see more of i would say i use the word biotin right? i mean whether it is of a you know multiple organs or maybe a human body at some point in time but i think the usage of these uh, biotwins will be to really to increase the wellness of of human kind and, and and that is where the the right balance has to come in hmm. will they help us to really bring uh the the unmet medical needs in the faster way devices side will it help us to improve the quality of life better uh by having robot assisted surgery or, or other aspects will it help us to advance diagnostics i mean if you look at the research which has to happen in genomics area and we have lot of examples of that can we can you predict when the advancement of a disease would take place i think that will definitely be in the near future and as i said robot assisted surgery is already there it will further improve the quality of life advanced diagnostics will help uh, definitely accelerated uh, you know uh, way of bringing unmet medical needs from a molecule point of view will definitely happen and biotwins of organs will play a major part in that because that is how the acceleration will happen virtual trials to bring them faster is already happening i think that will definitely continue to happen so we are very uh, we are very excited of what is possible now you know hari when i started my career in pharma in early 90s uh, i wish what is available today was available that time and that is a thought i personally have all the time <laughs> right so i think the time is very ripe to, to really accelerate the strong platforms which holy uh, system has for us very nice vikram really insightful conversation sir thank you so much again for making time for this and definitely hope to keep the conversation going 
No, my pleasure, Hari. Uh, it was absolute pleasure to have this conversation. Uh, this conversation definitely keeps us excited and, you know, always energetic to make sure that we continue in this direction. Thank you. That's it for this conversation. I hope you found it interesting. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast app. I'm Hari Arakli. Thank you for listening.